This is the EWN Podcast Network. When life and business is chaotic, it is hard to see the beauty that comes from it. But I'm here to tell you, you are not alone. I am your host, Ashley Stone, and I am your chaos coordinator. I believe there's always a message in the mess we can experience in our personal lives and in business. So join me on the journey of running multiple businesses, self-caring it up, and designing a life for my family. This won't be just my story. It will be the many stories of remarkable women that have inspired me and will inspire you to discover the beauty behind the chaos. Hey beauties, my name is Ashley Stone and I am your host of Beauty Behind Chaos, where we unpack the chaos, we go through the fire, we figure it out, and we come out on the other side and discover the beauty and purpose for all the things that we go through. Because what you go through is what you grow through. I didn't know I was going to sing, but I'm just going to break that out real quick because that is so true. What you go through is truly what you grow through. And so, um, yeah, so here I am another episode y'all. I'm so last minute putting this episode together. Um, I'm a little, little exhausted and a little tired. Um, I'm in the midst of my chaos. It seems every time I go to the mic, um, which is sometimes good. And sometimes I'm just like, where, where, where am I going with this? What, what are we about to do? What are we about to talk about? Um, and I, I actually kind of enjoy that. I kind of enjoy, um, being a little off the cuff. And uh, sometimes when you plan, it doesn't go according to plan anyways. So why not just go for it all the time, which is really the message I always try to tell people. It's like, you just got to show up and you just got to go for it and you got to just not overthink it. And uh, sometimes in that overthinking, um, you don't actually do. And uh physically like your plan, right? And so you're doing something, you're overthinking uh, as opposed to actually making things happen. So, but I digress, I am here and uh, just got my first meal of the day and uh, really need some caffeine. Um, I could use some caffeine, but I'm gonna get hyped by doing this podcast. So I am happy to be here with y'all. And um, I kind of was brainstorming some ideas of like right before I I hit record, (laughs) I was brainstorming some ideas of what are some of the topics that um, I want to cover with this podcast? What is the purpose of this podcast? And uh, what are the elements that I want to bring conversation to or shed light to? And I think I've done a lot of that so far. I think um, we have covered everything from mental health to talking about business, to talking about leadership, talking about influence. And what I really haven't done, and I've also shared um, stories from my past, um, whether whether that be in business, entrepreneurially, or with my husband, and uh, what that what that looked like. So I think we've covered so many so many good topics. But um, my wheelhouse and what I actually really love talking about and really hard to keep me quiet about um, is when it comes to talking about business and when it comes to talking about all the different things that I enjoy so much about why I am such a serial entrepreneur and the things that just light and set my soul on fire. So that is what I'm gonna I'm gonna do. I'm gonna to share some insights, some tips, some some things that I do for my businesses that just light my soul on fire. I just really enjoy and I apply them to all of the businesses that I do. So you guys are going to get some insider tips to some of the stuff that I do. Because um, one, I want to be a resource and value of information, but two, it's going to fire me up right now to do this video. And uh, I love nothing more to serve and to be helpful in that sense, but also I love business. I love small business. I love small business owners. I love entrepreneurism. So yeah, here we go. 
All right. So today um, I had a really interesting, I had multiple conversations, partially why I'm tired. I've been talking to people all day. And then I was like, oh my gosh, I got to record this podcast. I got to talk some more. And it's a little harder when you're talking to yourself, right? Um, because now I'm talking to a camera, I'm, I'm hearing myself, I'm recording myself. And um, that dynamic is a whole nother dynamic. But all day I've been talking with people. And um, a couple of those people that I chatted with today are other business owners and entrepreneurs, and they are working on developing um, their brand and their business. And I did a consultation with them and just kind of shared um, I don't know what people expect when they do a consultation with me, but I will say you're going to get all kinds of goodness in just an hour. So it's going to be jam-packed. So come ready to take notes with me. Um, and it's definitely a different style that I have. I don't, I'm not a coach. Um, I, I do enjoy mentorship um, and being able to guide people, but I love engaging and collaborating and um giving some ideas based on my experiences and, and helping along in that way. So it's a very collaborative kind of approach. But when I do a consultation, I like to get a feel for where people are at, you know, what their goals are. And then from there I assess, and then I just kind of, and here's what I think. And that, that can be, it can be a lot of information. So you got to come prepared. And that's where we're about to go with this podcast. So if you don't, have a notebook handy. I suggest if you are looking to start a business, do a business, um, you're in a business, doesn't matter what level you are, where you're at, grab a notebook and grab a pen because that's exactly what potentially I hope to bring to this episode is a lot of insight um, and information. So, um, so for me, I have a method. I have a, a way about how I go um, about things when it comes to starting a business. And that is um, sometimes a range of things because it depends on the type of business that you're doing. But then over time, as I created so many different kinds of businesses, I realized that there is a consistency of my approach. Um, I'm grabbing my own notebook right now because... Ooh, as I make as I make a bunch of noise, um, grabbing my own digital notebook right now, so I can actually take some notes just in case something jumps out at me. Because we're gonna do what I do, which is a brain dump, a brainstorm. So we're about to have a brainstorm, and what that is is basically you're just gonna throw everything to the wall. Like you're gonna want to sit and come up with all your different ideas, dreams, hopes, wishes. What the goal is? What's the mission? What sets your soul on fire? What makes you just want to do what you want to do? What makes you tick? Because when you do any type of business, I need y'all to understand. Like this is a lifestyle. Okay, don't make a business to have a job. That's like the biggest mistake that you can make. You might want to get freedom from your circumstances because you don't want someone above you. But I will tell you that there are some people need that. They need that structure. They need those things. So please don't go into entrepreneurship with that thought process of not realizing like this is going to be a lifestyle. Otherwise, there's a good potential you're just going to create a job for yourself. And um, you're and if you do that, then that's really not the right approach because you're not going to be able to stay, sustain that business. Um, because when you when you own a business, when you start a business, it ain't about you, girl. It's not about you at all. It's about the people that you serve. And you just happen to have unique ideas on how you can approach, how you can serve them. You can bring your special unicorn self to that process that is unique in a different perspective. And, and it's quite possibly a need you wish existed. And so sometimes we create and uh, develop things from a place that we see the gap and we wish this existed. And so we created ourselves or we have uh, an insane talent in a service or we're artistic or whatever those things are. And those end up flourishing into opportunities to start businesses, but that's not always a right fit for everybody. So again, I just 
just want to kind of reiterate, this is a lifestyle. When you have a business, you have to like allocate the time to work on your business because your business is a living, breathing thing. I like to consider my businesses as like my children. They're like, they're just like my, they're an extension of me. Um, but it needs, it needs, um, nourishment. It needs you to be able to, um, work on it, develop it, grow it. Um, and that takes time and that takes consistency and that takes just a level of care that goes beyond just providing a service or, um, you know, just working in it. Um, so don't get stuck in the trap of working in your business. You have to work on your business. It is going to be the differentiator of whether you're going to be making, you know, $40,000 a year or making $500,000 a year, um, in revenue. I I said that wrong, not making revenue, building, uh, bringing in (laughs) revenue. Cause even though you're bringing in those numbers, you might not be taking home those numbers. And that's a whole nother conversation. Um, but that's why it's really important to develop certain foundational things in your business. So if you don't have some of these in place, you might, you might have focused on a priority of other types of foundations like systems and processes and really nailed that. I mean, I've seen this actually, um, recently, I know a woman that she is like systems and processes is her jam. It is so, she has a killer business, um, business model, business idea, extremely valuable for someone to like take her on and, and book her services. Um, I really, truly genuinely believe that, but she has a disconnect because she doesn't know how to convey to people who she is and what she's about and differentiate herself in the market where people even know that she exists and why they should book her. And so here she is sitting with this incredible talent and this, this whole system that she developed and is in place, but she doesn't know how to get the word out. She doesn't have exactly like the best branding. And, um, there's certain things that, you know, she focused on that was in her genius, but then she kind of fell short in the other areas that wasn't her genius on the flip side. You are a creative entrepreneur um, and your focus is in the creative pieces, which is the brand development, the logos, the the beautiful pieces that um, help convey your message all on point and it's great. But then on the flip side, you don't got nothing, jack nothing in processes, systems, and your client experience is whack. Like that is also a problem. So there's this whole thing that you have to develop all of these different pieces when you um, start a business. And it's really hard because when you're a small business owner, you have to understand you're about to wear a lot of hats. You're about to be HR. You're about to be a graphic designer. You're about to be a social media person. You're about to be a service provider. You're about to be a systems and processes and CEO and CMO and CFO and COO, all the things, all the O's, all the C's, all the things. Um, and that's the reality of small business um, in in truth, because a lot of times, um, one, these things are, are very necessary. And what happens is either you don't know all of those different pieces, and so you only do parts of it. And that's why um, almost 90% of businesses fail. And that's just the truth. And that's just the reality of it. And, and it kind of sucks. And I, I hope in some capacity that um, these conversations and these resources and these topics are are things that are um you know things that come to the surface and are helpful to people because people kind of go into small business or entrepreneurism with a completely different perspective because honestly there's there's come this time and place on social media where it is this glamorous thing 
And, um, and that, you know, the reality is it's, it has its perks, but it also has its really harsh realities. And it's sometimes a lot for a lot of people. So, um, so I have some methods that I want to share with you guys that might help you out and maybe get you to where you're going just a little bit quicker. Um, at least, uh, knowing that there is going to be a lot more to come and a lot more to do, but if you can get started on the right foot or at least have some of these answers to your questions, um, while you're in the middle of your, um, business that, you know, that's, that's awesome. So, um, all right. So this consultation that I did earlier with someone, um, I kind of just kind of ran through the gamut of some of these pieces. So yes, you definitely want to kind of dream up all of the different ideas that you have and, and, um, you know, the reason why you want to serve and provide this service or create this business or where is the need? Because no matter what, you don't got a business if it doesn't solve a problem. If there is a need um, that you can solve and you can do so that is um, obviously helpful, um, works, is convenient, is um, accessible, and um, you know all of those things, then great, you're, you're, you're kind of onto something, right? But then you need to start defining because the worst thing that you could do as a business owner is to say that you can fit and do the needs for all. Um, the reality is that's a real wide net. There's a lot of people in this world. And so to say that I, you know, I can offer services to everyone, I can, I can provide this for everyone and everyone's going to love my product. Um, the reality is that's actually not true. And it actually shows how naive and um, how unrealistic you might be. Watch an episode of Shark Tank. You'll see it all the time. And it's always the way. Like you need to get really, um, really specific. And, um, in that specificity, 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 um, you need to determine who your customer is, who is your client, who is your ideal customer, your ideal client. You'll figure that out along the way too. So don't get too wrapped up in this thought, but at the base level, you have to know who you're speaking to because the reality is you might think that what you have is for everyone, but you can't be everywhere. Let me say that again. You might think what you have is for everyone, but you cannot be everywhere. So you need to kind of hone in on that message and what that looks like. But then also it helps become this guidepost as to where you should be and where those conversations are going to be more productive for you and where that marketing is going to be more um, helpful and have more of a return, um, all of those things. But if you have no guideposts, if you have no, you know, you're just out there just throwing things to the wall, granted, there are times when that is helpful. Um, but majority of the time it's not. Um, so the only time that's really helpful is when you're just kind of fleshing out an idea and you just kind of want to see if people react to it. Um, I did this with one of my mobile salon businesses. Um, it was after the pandemic and I was just like, I have this idea. I think it's cool. I want to do it on this really unique box truck. And, um, but like, what do other people think? This is a huge investment before I can pull the trigger. And so what do other people think? So I almost did my own little, um, market research. And in doing that, I threw it in a local community Facebook group, um, with like a pretty, pretty decent, I shall say myself, um, graphic design I made on Canva and I put it in there. I was like, let me just see if this, if people react to this, how they react to it, what they say, what kind of feedback. 
And y'all, it hit. And I didn't even have the truck purchase yet. I didn't have the, I had the idea. Um, I already knew where I could buy it and what, what the cost would be, but I was scared to take the jump. And so I did a little bit of market research. And so in doing that, I was like, oh my gosh, this I think is going to be amazing. So I'm just going to go for it and I'm going to do it. So definitely make sure there's a market for what you're doing. And then if so, um, get really clear on who that market is that you want to serve and um, get specific about it. So what we, what we do is we call that an avatar. So an avatar is basically determining who is that avatar. Let's call her Jessica. And so Jessica is from the age of what age to what? So she could be from 25 to 45 or she could be in her 50s um, only. And so whatever that looks like, like how old is Jessica um, as far as the product or service or business that you want to be able to provide? Um, And so then you go a step further and you say, okay, um, what does Jessica do for a living? Is she a stay-at-home mom? Is she a business owner? Is she an entrepreneur? Is she a CEO? These are all different lifestyles. These are all different people with different needs. So this, the point of that is really exactly like what I said is like figuring out one, what is, what is the need that you want to serve? And then two, who is that person that needs that thing? No, that thing that you want to develop and create. And so you got to get really clear on who that person is. You can expand out from there if you'd like, or, you know, build a business around a tribe of people that all have the same, you know, quality or, or background and perspective. But, um, but it's, it's important to get clear on who that person is. And that's, that's a starting point. Um, so from there, I always, um, when it comes to, one, I, I want to know who who my customer is. What it, what is it that I'm going to offer that's going to you know change her life or make it easier or solve a problem? That's that's actually that's the main point. Is what problem can I solve? And now I know who I'm going to solve that problem for. And so now you're starting to all right, your idea is starting to take shape. So I like to go back. Um, I'm a creative, so I love the branding and the development of the branding, the systems and processes. I'm not a fan of. It's not my area of genius. Can I do it? Sure, I can. Um, I definitely, and again, as an entrepreneur and business owner, you're going to have to find out. You're going to have to work it out um, until you can afford to start delegating some of those things you don't enjoy. But in the beginning, it's good to learn all the different aspects, right? And so um, I like to start with basically building the house. And in order to build the house, you need to be able to know the foundation and what it's going to look like and what the paint color is and all of those different pieces. And I did a really incredible workshop. And um, the woman, she was uh, she was from the UK, um, just an incredible mind. Um, I really needed to step outside my box. At the time, I was really spinning my wheels and I was pretty burnt out. And I hired this woman um, that was just in a whole different world than where I was, like literally physically. And um, well, not a different world, but a different part of the country or a different part of the of the of the world. Okay, different part. Um so with that, I, I loved that because I love um collaborating with people that have a completely different perspective and outlook and just come from a different place. Um, and so I did this workshop with her and the way that she basically described it was a hotel. So um, a house works as well, whatever you want to do, but pretty much thinking of your brand and your business like a hotel. And so um, this hotel, what does it look like? Um, you know, is it um, right when you walk in, is someone going to greet you? And 
If so, like how do they look? How is their are they wearing uniforms? Um, is there retail? Are you are you selling anything in this hotel? And what does it smell like? And you know, what is the experience as you walk through the hotel? What is that experience that you want this customer to have when they're walking through your business, when they're experiencing and engaging with your employees, um, when they're hiring you? What does that all look like? And what do you see? What do you feel? Um, you know, do you feel happy and light and what kind of colors do you see? So there's this like really interesting creative process that she brought me through um, that really like gave the visual. Um, that is one approach to go about it. And I really thoroughly enjoyed doing that. I can still see my brand hotel of Beauty Entourage, um, which is the power of branding. And that's why this is so critical in whatever it is that you build. Um, for me personally, I think, because you can build something out in the desert. But if you can't get nobody to come and it's amazing, you can build the Taj Mahal in the desert and like maybe some people might come see it, but it's, it's, it's all the way out there and I can't find you. And so it's too far. And so um, that was another uh, great analogy that, that I heard one time um, with that. And so, so many of us build businesses in the desert and then you're like, well, nobody can find me. No one can see me. And all these people are here on social media. Why are they not booking me? So this is part of the reason you're you're building something, but you're not um, you're not actually reaching people. And so I feel genuinely brand identity and uh, mar- like development is so key and critical. And then the marketing pieces and all of those other pieces will start to come into play in your foundation building. Um, so so with that, um, that's one approach. And then another approach is to hop on Pinterest, make a Pinterest board for your new business idea and um, start creating a mood, start creating a vibe with this business. What does this look like? Um, what colors are you really drawn to? Because at the end of the day, your business is still an extension of you. Um, so when you're developing that, don't be afraid to put you in it. Um, so like figuring that out, um, those pieces, but, but there is also this differentiator that has to happen where, um, you, you might take on other roles within this business. So it does have to be, you know, standing on its own, but just like a parent, you, you're going to be involved. You're going to be right there. You're going to be nourishing all of these things and developing all these things and watching it grow up until it's, it's, it's your brand. It's, it's on its own and it, um, is out there, uh, with or without you and succeeds. So view it from that perspective and, and you'll really develop and, and build something pretty cool. Um, and so I love using those tools, um, such as Pinterest to start sparking that creativity and, um, doing those mood boards. And then, uh, from there, start thinking about your logos. Um, and all of that. Now I'm jumping ahead, even as I'm sharing this, um, before you get to that point of doing logos and colors and all of that, y'all, you need a name, you need a name to this new baby that you're about to birth. Um, and so what is the name of the business? And this actual, actual thing, um, is, uh, something people don't think about. So this is actually a really good tip and, and something to remember when you're starting anything, research the name, research the name. And it is, to me, extremely important for you to own the domain. I personally, if you're going to build a business, a strong business, a sustainable business, one that you're either going to grow and develop and and work, um, and it's going to be an investment for you or something that you are going to one day want to pass along or one day sell, whatever that is, whatever that looks like, 
um, just being mindful of like building the right foundation and not building a house of cards. And so um, to me, that is always important to brainstorm a really solid, good name. There's a lot of different tools out there that exist um, that you can use. You can easily Google it, like name generator, business name generator, if you need a little bit of a nudge. Now we have ChatGPT. Um, there are so many ways you can leverage ChatGPT. Um, and this is potentially one of them uh, to brainstorm with ChatGPT to figure out that perfect name. Now, when you do that and you figure out that perfect name, now you got to make sure that nobody's using it. Um, and now with this day and age with social media and um, just so much of everything being online, it is so important for you to have those right and easy ways um, for people to discover you and find you because what makes sense to you might not make sense for other people. So don't get too close to what you're doing and not actually realize and see that. Um, so it's always good to, as you're developing these things, you get feedback, whether it's from your family, from your friends, um, from social media. I use my Facebook, my personal Facebook all the time, sharing all kinds of things of behind the scenes of my businesses and just see if I can get a pulse to it or a reaction or or maybe, you know, some feedback. And so that's really important in this process, I think, um, because otherwise you can get too close to um, developing something and think that everyone gets what's in your head. And I'll tell you right now, not everybody's going to get what's in your head. Um, I'm, I'm literally, I live that every day. Um, so, so yeah, once you find that, uh, that business, that perfect name that you love, Go and make sure nobody else is using it, at least in the sense of being able to snag the social media handles and the domain. To me, the domain is very important. I'm a domain hoarder. I love to buy domains, um, especially when I get a really good idea and no one's taking it, no one's using it. Um, I love to snag the domain. So the place that I love to use um, to check out and look up domains is godaddy.com. A pretty common one. Most people actually um, have heard of it, but if you haven't, it's very easy. It's kind of like a search engine for domains. So you go over to godaddy.com and um, you plug in that name. So uh, for me, I did Beauty Behind Chaos. True story, y'all. When I came up with the name Beauty Behind Chaos, it was because my first name was not available. The name of this podcast was actually going to be Beauty B. Uh, I'm sorry, Beauty. Oh my gosh, why am I like totally? My brain is just leaving me right now. Forgive me, y'all. I'm tired. But um, Beauty. Oh my, this is how <laughs> I can't even I can't even say it because I don't even now I don't even remember it. And I was so dead set on that being the name Beauty in Chaos. That was that's what it was. Beauty in Chaos was the name of my original podcast idea and the book I wanted to write. And so when I tried to go with Snags a Domain, someone had it. I don't, I don't know who that is or what they're doing with it, but like someone had it. And going on social media and trying to find um, Beauty and Chaos, same thing. They weren't even doing anything with the social media and someone snagged it. And so that kind of irked me. And I was like, yeah, um, my whole for the past like 10 years, y'all, Beauty and Chaos was going to be the name of the book I was going to write. And so when I seen that I couldn't even snag any of those things, I was like, oh, girl, you got to change the name. And so I genuinely brainstormed and changed the name to Beauty Behind Chaos. And I actually brainstormed with the GoDaddy search because I just kept plugging in all different variations of Beauty and Chaos. And sometimes they'll make suggestions too of what's available. Um, but Beauty Behind Chaos is what I landed on because I could get the domain. And y'all, I can't say this enough. I That's how important this is. I, I changed the entire name of something I had in my head. So much so, I believe in it so much that like that was on purpose. Like that happened for a reason. But I'm like, Beauty Behind Chaos is exactly 
exactly what this is. Um, so beauty in chaos is just like, well, when we going to get, you know, ahead of it? When is it going to be behind us? Um, so now it completely is like the perfect name, but beauty in chaos is what I really wanted. Um, but again, things work itself out the way it's supposed to. So you can't be so heavily committed. You just got to go through the creative process. So I did that name, my beauty behind chaos. So that might, um, be a name, whatever it is that you're going for, it might be available and it might not be. So don't be so stuck to not change it because it's more important for you to, um, to, for me, I think to own all the assets um, attached to the name that you come up with. So assets, what are assets? Assets are owning the domain. Um, assets are your social media assets. Um, having the name on all these different social media platforms, go snag them up. Even if you're not going to be on TikTok right away or Facebook or whatever, go ahead and snag the names if they're available, get them. Um, another thing that I see a big mistake, um, I don't know, maybe it's not a big mistake. It's not like detrimental, but it to me, um, is something I would never do, um, which is I would never have a um, Gmail account for my business in the sense of calling it beautybehindchaos at gmail.com. I would never do that. And I see this happen a lot with smaller businesses where that is what they do. They just make a Gmail um, for their business and they call it the name of their business at gmail.com. Now, here's the reason why I wouldn't do that. Um, one to me, it doesn't create legitimacy for me, um, for a business when they do that. It just, to me is like, it, it's a, you know, a little pop-up business or something like that. Something that someone just made a random Gmail because it's so easy to make a Gmail. Anybody can make a Gmail account and anyone can rip your business, um, with making up anything with their Gmail account that has your name associated in some way with it. So for example, someone could easily go, um, I'm, I'm, uh, beauty behind chaos, um, Texas at gmail.com. Boom. Um, and so it's really important to own the domain because with that domain, you can actually make an email associated with that domain, which means you're a verified, um, domain business account or maybe not business account, but like your verified domain. Um, there's just a level of legitimacy in doing business with people, um, and having email with your actual, uh, domain name. Also, I think, um, I don't know, filtering wise to me, I think it's, it's, um, it's just good in email. That's just my personal opinion. I don't know if that's actually the thing, but that's what I think. Um, but yeah. And then, so it makes a lot harder security wise for someone to be an imposter of your business. So you never know. Cause we want to build businesses that are going to grow, that are going to be making millions of dollars and doing all these amazing things. So how are we going to build a multi-million dollar empire if we're not thinking about it from that perspective from day one? Um, so again, it, this is a differentiator of a business that's pulling in a revenue of, you know, five figures or six figures to seven figures. Um, these are foundational things. And will could you change it and evolve it over time? Sure. So if you're in the middle of your business and you realize and hear some of these tips and you're like, oh my gosh, I don't have that. It's never too late. You can switch that. And actually, um, it's still, you know, as you build and develop your brand, clients will love that. Um, and it will make it so much easier for people to find you. And, um, it's just really important. So I, I, I think these are, these are things that are fundamental and really, really important to do. I noticed a different, and I, and I say this because like, even as I'm saying this, I'm like a story just popped up in my head. Um, I have been, I was in business for 10 years and I was beauty entourage at AOL.com. 
And I was a side hustle and I treated my business as a side hustle. And it wasn't until, and the, the good news is, is my side hustle, I made pretty good money doing it. Um, but I got to a place where it actually was doing better than my brick and mortar business that I was putting everything into. And so I got to this place of like, I have to separate these two businesses and actually turn this side hustle into like a real legitimate business. And the second I did that, and the second I started understanding branding and, um, excuse me, and the second I started understanding branding and, um, and developing my brand it was a game changer, y'all. Like I went from side hustle, you know, and we were making good money, but my money was doubling. And then on top of that, I eventually was able to um, step away from the business and really just my job was to run the business and not be the service provider in the business. Um, and that transition had a lot of growing pains. That's another story for another day. But like I'm just I've bared witness to this process because I've been in this process and I've also seen the fruits of this process and why it's so important. And a lot of people don't have these conversations and give you these direct things that you should go and do and you should look at. And um, it's either they do it um, or you learn about it later down the line or, um, you know, you, you never make it there. So I want you to make it there. So let's let's build a brand right out the gate um, and just talk big about what we're doing before we even get there. So um, so you got to start, right? You got to start doing it. And uh, that's how you do it. You just set up the domain. You get the domain. You get the domain email. You um, make sure the name is you have all the handles on social media. Social media is a little tougher. Um, if you, If it doesn't have your exact domain, you can kind of tweak that a little bit. But please bear in mind when you tweak it, don't tweak it to some whole other stratosphere. Because again, this might make sense to you, but it more than likely is not going to make sense to other people. So we're building something where we want people to find us. That is the key is how can they find you? And so what is the consistent things, the consistent methods, the consistent way that you can show up that someone can find you, but then also refer you? Um, all right. So we covered, let's see, I, I, I pulled out my notebook and was going to make notes so I can like write down what I'm talking about. I'm over here with my pen in my, I have ripped jeans on right now. I have my pen just shoved in, in the ripped holes. Um, and I'm not documenting. So y'all are getting this off the cuff. So bear with me. All right. So we have, um, we did that. We did that. We did that. Okay. So now we have a name. We have we have these things like we're starting to take shape. Now you can actually go and start looking at your logo and um, creating that logo. And again, doing a couple iterations of that logo and those designs and having a place that you can pour that out into just to get opinions. Now, don't get caught up on the opinion so much, but at the same time, like it is valuable insight and information that you might not want to necessarily always take verbatim on what people think, but I think the feedback, um, negative or positive, is insightful and helpful. I can't tell you how many times I've shown like five different logo variations on my Facebook to my Facebook friends and like I'll put a vote to it and there's always the one I actually didn't like at all <laughs> that like either wins or is like way up high and I'm like, really y'all? Like I didn't even like that one at all. But what is it that they, that they liked? What what resonated with them? And so it might make me take a second look at that and go, okay, oh, okay, I see these elements. Maybe I can incorporate some of those elements into the one I really love. And then boom, you do a second iteration. And then you instead of five, you narrow it down to two. And um, and then kind of flesh it out that way. But um, 
don't be so hard pressed and dead set on what it is that you think looks amazing or that somebody would understand. Um, because I can tell you more times than any, you know, outside looking in, it's always going to be a different lens and different perspective. So it's good to kind of have that knowledge and then kind of shape things in that way, because these are your potential customers. These are people that are out there that, um, you know, can understand or digest what it is that you're putting out there and you want it to be simple. It like people get so caught up in their ideas and their dreams and how they envisioned it. But like if other people don't see the vision, then you're kind of going to have a problem. Um, so I like to do that process with my Facebook. I like to share a little, uh, a lot of behind the scenes uh, with my Facebook. Um, so yeah, so develop that logo. Um, there's another thing with, uh, colors. There's a whole science about colors. Um, colors are really important. The color palette that you choose, usually having about four or five, um, different colors that complement each other. Maybe one that's like a core brand color. Um, using another one as my example, Beauty Entourage is one of my businesses. Pink, fuchsia, hot, pink is the color. And, um, you would think by now I'd actually know the hex code. The hex code is actually the number code of that color. Um, so whenever you're making any type of marketing or anything like that, those codes are going to be so valuable to stay consistent, um, in all your messaging with your brand colors. But, um, but yeah, I mean, people, pink has, has been such, I had someone, matter of fact, today tag me in this house and that was um, on Facebook that it had all the same color pink all over this house and they tagged me in. I get tagged in pink stuff all the time. Y'all, I don't even like the color pink as I'm sitting in a pink room because it's a part of my, my personal brand. And so for whatever reason, pink was, you know, the dominant color and the things I was creating. But my first businesses, I didn't have pink at all. Um, but pink was meant to be, you know, this fun, light, colorful. My target audience was young women. Um, and so it just, it brought that to life. And so when you pick a color, don't just pick it because, oh, I really like it. I'm grabbing towards it. Who, what is your target? What is your purpose? Um, you'll see a lot of wellness, uh, businesses. They're green. Um, they use like green, sage, purple, lavenders, very soft, earthy colors. Um, you'll see that with spas. That is all for a reason, y'all. It's all a strategy. Um, Target has the big bullseye in red, um, and it just makes you stop. And, you know, that's what Target wants. They want you to stop and shop. Um, and so there is reason and purpose. It's li literally like Google it. It's about colors and the psychology behind colors. Um, it's fascinating. I had no idea. Um, but at the same time, it is so important because there are times, tell me, like, Think of any color and what, and then think of a brand and what color that would you think of in that moment with that color. And so it will make you just, when you do those exercises, you'll start to realize like, wow, same thing goes for, um, I was a part of this. Um, it was like a, like a, not a workshop, but it was almost like a, I don't know, a big meeting. Um, and we listened to this really incredible marketer and, um, what he did, what, what he put on the screen where, um, matter of fact, it wasn't even, he did sound bites and he played a sound bite as simple as that two second sound bite. And each one, we kind of tested ourselves to know if we knew what that sound bite was. And it was incredible because just in a two second sound bite, sound bite, you could easily be like Netflix, HBO, like 
that has the power of doing the same thing. So the consistency of whether it's a soundbite, a logo, a brand color, all of those things are so important because they all play into psychology. They all play into um, people mem- like remembering um, and, and all of that. And what type of emotion does that bring for that person? Um, so it's so important because if you create something that's like, let's just say health and wellness, but you're using like red, um, I don't know. How do you feel when you look at red? Um, you know, what does that, what does that make you think? What does that make you feel? Does it make you feel like light and airy and, and like, Ooh, I want to go to the spa or, you know, is it like, Ooh, red stop and like harsh and just, you know, it has all kinds of other connotations, um, on what you could think of red, but that's just an example. Um, so doing a little bit of that will help you kind of narrow down the colors. Um, and so the colors are really important. The fonts, I had this conversation earlier. I think fonts are important for consistency. I think nailing the exact fonts. I mean, some people will probably cringe and, um, say otherwise to what I would say. Um, but I mean, is it detrimental to have the same exact font on everything? I mean, if everything else is in play, probably not, but having it completely like doing something that's like comic book type of font and then like elegant script font, like that's going to be pretty apparent. That's pretty opposite. So, you know, staying consistent in what that font looks like, um, using different um, variations of fonts. So whether it be a headline, um, having a bigger, uh, not a bigger, um, maybe something more script or bolder or something that kind of stands out. And then in your paragraph, have a different kind of font, something that's easier to read or, or whatever that, whatever it is. I'm sure there's a whole science and method to it. That's not my area of expertise, but high level, I'm giving you guys the rundown. Um, so yeah, so that's, that's really important. And so all of those things that I just discussed, um, those are all a part of your brand kit. Your brand kit is something you want to document, something you want to input into your Canva. Canva did a really incredible job with having um, a button on your Canva when you log in. There's a section to the left that says brand kit. Um, When you go into that brand kit, you can literally put your business name. You can upload all your logos, different variations of your logos. You can put all your hex codes, which are the codes of those colors that you chose in your color palette. You can even choose the fonts. And so when you're creating all of these graphic designs, these amazing graphic designs you're going to make for your social media, you're going to easily be able to access the exact colors, the exact font, the exact logos, all of those things right in your brand kit. And that brand kit not only is going to be a reference for when you make things for yourself in tools like Canva, but also um, if you do ever get to the point of hiring a graphic designer or developing any other types of um, media like websites and stuff like that, you're going to want to know all that information. It is such valuable information to give to whoever's designing for you um, in order for you to remain consistent in what you look like as a brand, as a business. Um, so yeah, so those are my go-to, those are my go-to things um, in terms of brand development. Those are foundational. You got to do that at every step of the way. They're, it's my favorite thing to do. Some people, if you don't feel like you're hyper-creative, you might feel like, you know, I don't really care about this stuff. Um, I hate to break it to you. Other people do. So if it's not your sweet spot and it's not where you feel comfortable, it is worth investing in someone that does specialize in it and that can do the the grunt work of it for you, but then also go through the process with you, learn about you and help develop that with you um, because it is so, so critical. And even though I'm a creative person, I have done that um, depending on what it is that I'm working on um, where I have some 
aspects where I do it myself, but I have other areas where I've worked with graphic designers and I will never be to the level of what they can do. So if I'm going for that higher level kind of thing, um, then I'm going to invest the money and I'm going to work with someone to get me there because what we can kind of make and develop ourselves is, is never going to be comparable to what a professional that is that's our expertise. Um, but we can create the MVP. And so if you've never heard of the MVP, the MVP is minimal viable product. And sometimes when you start a business, y'all, that's what you just need to put out there is, is the MVP, minimal viable product. And so basically it's basically bare bones. It's, it's like, I'm gonna just throw this out here and see if I get any hits and any, any, you know, interest. Um, I did this with one of my businesses that I currently am actually starting to develop. I actually had no, um, no plan to actually develop this into a business, but this is what happens in my world. Um, I bought this building and I've shared about this building numerous times on this podcast because I'm sitting in my podcast studio here. And I bought this building and I really had no plan. I thought this was going to be my office. I definitely heard into my head numerous times that it was going to be for other women entrepreneurs and that this was going to be a place of collaboration and all of these things. And I thought, cool, because like that's kind of what I do anyway. So awesome. And I started creating it and developing it and basically putting it out for feedback and and sharing what that was. And immediately I started getting a response for things I didn't actually think of and things I was like, well, dang, I could I could actually serve that need. And I want to serve that need and I have the ability to. So all right, cool, let's develop that. And so initially I rolled out my first iteration of a website. And I didn't hire a graphic designer to do that. I did it myself. I used Squarespace. And so I encourage you to seek out those things that don't cost a lot of money at first, things that you can just start to flush out your ideas or at least, you know, start to put the visual and the pieces in place as you go. Um, And just know that, you know, in time, as you make money or have a bigger budget, you can then swap out and have somebody um, develop something better for you. Um, But in the beginning, yeah, you need to do a little bit of that grunt work up front. And so there's so many tools to do that. Squarespace is one of those tools. I have like, I don't even know, 15 websites um, that I have currently active on Squarespace. Um, And sometimes I kid you not, I have literally made a website on Squarespace and it was just an idea. And so that's why I have 15 because I don't have 15 businesses, but I have like thought through these different ideas and was like, if I could see this as a visual virtual business card or website or whatever, then that could give me that feeling of knowing whether or not this is a hit or, or not, or at least give a visual where I can share this private link to someone and get some feedback. So I tend to do that a lot when I have ideas. Um, I take it to a whole nother level. That's a whole nother, a whole nother situation. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of, uh, some of the stuff that I would do right out the gate. There's some other good little nuggets I was about to dive into, but y'all I'm looking at the time and I'm already running out of time. I feel like I was just like, and if you, if you paid attention, I didn't say, um, that often in this, uh, podcast because this kind of stuff, y'all I'm like, I can do this all day. Um, I just enjoy it. I love it. Like I said, I'm super tired. I'm definitely um, very exhausted today. Um, And I've been talking all day, but I could talk about this stuff all the time. I enjoy it and love it so much. And so that's also another important thing. When you start a business, when you do anything, you know, doing it in your purpose and doing it in the things that you love and that set your soul on fire, that is like such a, such an added value 
um, in the way that you live your life because I could be exhausted. People tell me all the time, you need to take care of yourself. You're working too much or you're doing this, you're doing that. And it's like, this is my life. This is, I enjoy it. And um, honestly, like my my face genuinely, like genuinely, my cheeks genuinely hurt because I've been, I've been smiling majority of this time that I've been talking and sharing this. So um, that's to me, like truly when you feel like you're living in your purpose. Um, so it's never, it's never worked to me. It's a lifestyle. It's a way of life. And I certainly make time for the things necessary and that are important, um, whether it be with family or for myself. And I always know when I'm like, okay, girl, you burning up and burning out. You gotta, you gotta slow it down. Um, so I definitely know when those moments come and, uh, sometimes they're at the end of my day and sometimes they're at the end of my week or sometimes it's at the end of a month. So um, it is what it is. But most people that do say it are not entrepreneurs and they're not business owners. And oftentimes they don't get that life. Um, so no worries. Um, but with that, I'm gonna I'm gonna end here. I think I, I think I gave y'all a lot of nuggets. I think I gave y'all a lot of insight. So if you are a business owner, um, I'd love to see what y'all create and if this inspired you and if this was helpful. Um, if you were already doing some of these things or maybe you want to add to it, um, some of what I shared. Um, that's additional advice or piggyback on it. I would love love to hear from y'all. And I'd love to see your brand and I'd love to see what you create. Um, so if you follow any of my platforms, whether it's Beauty Behind Chaos on Instagram, um, also follow my personal page. Uh, it's my personal professional page, um, ashley.nicole.stone. I am going to be um, doing more in this uh, wheelhouse in terms of um, creating virtual workshops and uh, eventually I'll do courses and other things. That's my dream. I, I want to figure out ways how I can lean more into this part of myself. Um, um, because I don't actually get to do this part of myself all the time. So um, I do love it and it does set my soul on fire, but um, it, it's not the wheelhouse of where I started. So I'm, I'm navigating, working my way to be able to do more of this. And that's part of why this podcast exists. Um, so yeah, follow my personal stuff, ashley.nicole stone and then i'm on facebook ashley stone i have a um, fan page there i need to bring that back to life so um tag me in your stuff i want to see what it is that you're creating or at the very least uh send me a dm and uh share with me if this was helpful and um if there's anything in addition that i can continue to come back to this mic and share or bring in other women and talk about i would definitely uh love to do that and will continue to do that so stay tuned thank y'all for listening bye Thanks for kicking it with me until the end. If this episode inspired you, share it with a friend because when we learn, we live and we can all use a pick-me-up. I would love to see if you benefited or enjoyed this episode. Use the hashtag beautybehindchaospodcast. See you next time, beauty.